We're in the second week of our new series for a new year, and we're looking at how we absolutely need people to grow and become the best version of ourselves that we can be. While our culture talks about New Year's resolutions, one of the best resolutions you and I can make is to increasingly surround ourselves with the right people. And here's why. If you increasingly surround yourself with the right people, you will find yourself making better decisions, choosing better choices, and finding better outcomes. At the end of the day, your growth in your family, in your marriage, at work and at school, as well as in your faith life, are all based on surrounding yourself with the right people. From scientific studies and from God's Word, we know that the happiest, the most satisfied, the most successful people learn to connect with others and engage in ways that build healthy relationships. A healthy relationship is one in which you both give and receive grace and truth. And here's an important note getting started. We don't need just one or two such relationships. We need a team of people. We need a network of people who can help us become the person God created us to be and the person we really want to be ourselves. Just as your body needs various nutrients from different kinds of food, you need different kinds of relationships. We develop and invest in relationships in which we both give and receive grace and truth. And while the right people fuel our growth, on the other hand, the wrong kinds of relationship or worse still, toxic or abusive relationships make anything we do, make everything we do more difficult and really rob us of the joy of living. Experience, in turn, can lead to another danger, which is isolation. And we know that results in unhappiness and even depression. We cut ourselves off from the grace and truth we need to grow. We need to be intentional about our relationships. Well, today we're going to look at the first of four major areas of life where we need people to fuel our growth, and it's this. We need people who can provide wisdom and insight. We need people who can provide wisdom and insight. You know, whatever goals you want to achieve this year, whatever dreams you have for the future, you will need wisdom and insight that you are currently lacking. There are things you don't know. There are things you don't know that you need to know. There are things you don't know that you don't know you don't know. We come into this life not really knowing anything. And then we carry that ignorance into every endeavor we undertake. Think about it. You start out going to school, not knowing how to be a student. You start a business not knowing how to run a business. You start out as a parent, not knowing how to parent. And believe me, there are many, many pastors who become pastors having no idea how to be pastors. We all come into this world ignorant. In that way, we're on a level playing field. But he, here's a key difference between people who succeed and people who don't. People who succeed learn how to get the wisdom and insight they lack 
from other people. The fool only learns from experience, which is sometimes a necessary but often painful way of learning. Successful people learn to surround themselves with the right people and thereby gain the knowledge and information and understanding and wisdom and insight that they don't have from their experience. The good news is that if you're open and a little humble, it can be easy to find wisdom figures who can provide the knowledge and perspective we need. And whether you're young or old, or consider yourself young or old, getting just the right advice at just the right time can change our lives in good and great ways. We see this played out so clearly in a scripture passage from the book of Samuel, which was today's first reading. Samuel was one of the most important prophets in the history of Israel. He anointed Israel's first two kings. There are two books of the Bible named after him. Samuel's mother, Hannah, had been unable to bear a child. And this caused her incredible heartache. But she made a promise to God that if he gave her a son, she would dedicate the boy to his service. Her prayer was answered, and she fulfilled her promise to the Lord. When he was only three years old, Hannah dedicated Samuel to God by bringing him to the priest at the temple, who then, in turn, raised him. Samuel was a huge hero in the history of Israel, but the story we're looking at today occurred, occurs before anyone knew him, before he had accomplished anything at all. It's the pivotal moment in Samuel's life that changed everything. It took place when he was a teenager. As a young man, he served the priests who offered sacrifice to God at the temple. So he grew up working for the church. But even though he worked for the church, he didn't really know the Lord. That actually happens all the time. Anyway, the story goes like this. Samuel was sleeping in the temple of the Lord where the ark of God was. The Lord called to Samuel, who answered, Here I am. Samuel ran to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. I did not call you, Eli said, go back to sleep. So he went back to sleep. God spoke to him, but Samuel didn't know the voice of God. Samuel misunderstands and thinks it's a man named Eli who called him. Eli was in charge of the temple. He was the chief priest. He wasn't a bad guy. He was just sort of soft and slothful, and bad things happened in the temple as a result of his detachment. When Samuel heard God, thinking it was Eli, he ran and woke Eli, but Eli predictably tells him to go back to sleep. This is repeated a second time. Finally, the Lord called Samuel again for the third time. Getting up and going to Eli, he said, here I am, you called me. Then Eli understood that the Lord was calling the youth. So the third time, God called Samuel, and he runs to Eli. However, this time, Eli, not completely obtuse, finally understands what is going on. He gets it. God is calling Samuel. And with this wisdom and insight, he gives Samuel a much-needed piece of advice. And what's amazing is that this advice is so, is so simple and so actionable, yet it changes the course of Samuel's life. 
It changes the course of Samuel's life. All his future success, the reason that we're talking about him 3,000 years later, hinges on this advice from Eli. So he said to Samuel, go to sleep, and if you're called, reply, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. That's it. It's that simple. If you hear the voice again, if you think God is speaking to you, say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. So once again, God speaks to Samuel, except this time, because of Eli's counsel, Samuel knows what to do. He knows how to respond. And once he does, God reveals to Samuel his great big plan and the great big role Samuel will play in it. Samuel grew up and the Lord was with him, not permitting any word of his to be without effect. And as you read the rest of First and Second Samuel, you see how his influence impacts the whole nation of Israel and changes the course of Israel's history. Well, like Samuel, your success in your relationship with God and in other areas of life can hinge on getting the right perspective at just the right time. This is our vision for our small group environments. The purpose of small groups is to help members of our community share wisdom and insight with one another about faith, of course, but about parenting and marriage and family relationships and work and health and hobbies and just about every area of life. We especially want to bring together people who are more developed in their faith or who have walked with the Lord for a while together with people who haven't. We believe your faith can go to the next level as you meet people who know how to listen to the voice of the Lord in a way that you, perhaps, don't. At the same time, we believe that no matter how mature you are in faith, you can learn from someone who is new in faith. And if you're coming back to church for the first time in a long time, you have something to offer too. St. Paul wrote to the Romans, I long to see you so that you may learn from my faith and I may learn from yours. Think about that. St. Paul was a spiritual giant, a world-class scholar, a brave spiritual entrepreneur, starting churches all over the Roman Empire. He wrote half the New Testament, and yet he couldn't wait to see the Romans, the Romans who were baby Christians, so he could learn from their faith. No matter how mature in faith you are, you have something to learn from others. No matter how new you are to faith, you have something to offer. From two decades' experience of running small groups and thousands of people in groups, we've heard countless stories, amazing stories, of members gaining wisdom and insight that has sometimes been life-changing. So, in two weeks, the weekend of January 27th and 28th, we're going to invite you to join a small group just for the Lenten season. It will be a six-week commitment. That's it. Our goal is that every member and regular attendee of the parish, in person or online, as well as everyone who's joined us since Christmas, will join a small group for Lent. Throughout Lent, we'll be discussing our brand new book, which is called Rebuilt Faith. Everybody who signs up for a group will get a free copy 
thanks to a generous donor. We have every kind of group meeting any time of day, every day of the week, all over our community. We'll also have groups that meet here on campus and on Zoom. Get into a group. For those of you already in a group, I'd like to make a very sincere, very earnest appeal. Would you consider leading a group for Lent? Leading a group for Lent. This can be in addition to your current group or in place of your current group. You can lead any kind of group you prefer, any time or day you prefer, any place you prefer. And if you prefer, your group can meet here on campus at certain times of the week or even on Zoom. We've mobilized a team this week to respond to your questions and get you prepared to lead in time for launch weekend. No previous experience or background needed. If you love the Lord and have a heart to help others, you're qualified. Sure, it can be intimidating, and sure, it can even be humbling. But as such, that's the perfect Lenten practice. In fact, in fact, if you step up to lead a group this Lent, I hereby absolve you from any further Lenten penance or practice. You're done, check the box. It turns out I have the power to do that. Impressive, right? If you think you might be interested or just want to talk to someone or you're on the fence, text LEAD to 88877. That's LEAD to 88877. If you're here on our Ridgely Road campus this morning, you can stop by the Glass Colonnade after Mass and talk to our small group team. In 2024, God wants to take your relationship with him to the next level. And it turns out there are people all around you who can help. Thanks for watching. Be sure you hit that subscribe button so that you don't miss a thing. You can be part of our mission to love God, love others, and make disciples by sharing this video. We're grateful that you're part of this community.